Welcome to the Move Forward Podcast with Dr. Kim Moss. We're absolutely passionate and committed to equipping believers to move forward in their life with Jesus, their careers, and their family. Each episode is designed specifically with you in mind to help you overcome the obstacles you're facing and truly move forward. We know you'll love this episode. Here's your host, Kim Moss. Hi, everybody. Happy Easter. Welcome to Move Forward. This is our special Easter episode. I'm Kim Moss, and I want to talk to you today about what Easter means to me. You know, Jesus is my favorite word. (laughs) Really, it is. Jesus. Jesus is my favorite person. Without him, really, uh, I wouldn't have life. John 10.10 says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. I love that. I love that Jesus came to give me life. And in this week, this is the week that we as Christians celebrate the birth and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Easter is about renewal. Easter is about revival. Easter really is about salvation. And Easter is really about joy. Several years ago, I was asked by a young woman if I would write to her on various topics that she requested in a notebook, and would I share experiences from my life and the things that I had learned as I've walked with God. And today, I want to share with you one of the very personal letters that I wrote this young woman whose name was Jen. She had asked me to tell her about what I knew about joy, and I thought for a very long time. I wondered what it is that I really know about joy that I could share with her, and how could I illustrate it in a way that she could really understand. My prayer for you today is that you would replace her name with your own name, and that you would hear this letter as though it was written just for you, because really it was. It's a letter from my heart to yours, but it's a letter from Jesus to you. It's called Easter Joy. Dear Jen, Sunday is Easter. I went shopping yesterday to find an Easter dress, and I watched all the kids lined up to have their pictures with the Easter bunny at the mall. I had to laugh as they hopped up and down, clapping and squealing as he came out of his house to greet them. Most of them were all dressed up. I remember when I was little, getting all dressed up for Easter. Mom would buy me a frilly dress, white patent leather shoes, little white lace-trimmed socks, and of course, a white pocketbook with white gloves. Oh, I thought it was so grown up. Even now it brings a smile. The gloves and purse were my favorite pieces. There was just something about them that made me feel beautiful and elegant. I kept the tradition going with my daughters. My daughter, Nicole, particularly liked the patent leather shoes and would wear them sockless out to play for months afterwards. Why not, I thought. Gives her joy. I wanted her to have joyful memories, especially connected to Easter. For many years, I was plagued with a memory that haunted me. I must have been about six years old when it happened. 
I can still remember every detail. It was a beautiful Easter Sunday. It was sunny and warm, bursting with the glory of spring. New life was everywhere. My family had been to church, which was our Easter tradition. And then we took a trip to see the roses in bloom at the gardens. Everyone was dressed in their Easter finery. My older brother was in a suit and tie, hair smoothed and combed to the side. My sister and I were in our dresses, hair curled, pulled back with barrettes, gloved hands clutching our pocketbooks with hidden chocolate treasures tucked inside. My dress was pink that year. I remember feeling like a princess. I just knew I was beautiful, and I was certain that everyone who was lucky enough to glance my way thought the same thing. Dad had a new movie camera. He and Mom thought the gardens were the perfect spot to take family movies. Dad played director. Mom was set designer and in charge of props. We kids were lined up against the roses as backdrop. It was such a happy day. Dad yelled, roll them, as we were instructed to act natural and do something. I'm not sure what I was thinking, but I knew for sure that I was going to be the next famous actress. I began to walk up and down the roses and tilt my head ever so slowly to dramatically smell each one. (laughs) I was fantasizing and glorying in the fact that there was an audience to take in my incredible acting ability. In reality, I was in my own little world, which I often was in those days. It is a place I can still go, I'm somewhat embarrassed to admit. Anyway, as the story goes, I was pretending and imagining all sorts of glorious things as time went by. At one point, I turned around to see the admiration on my parents' faces for all the astonishing drama I had given, and I was sure I'd drawn a crowd by now, and I found myself alone. My family had moved on. No one was there. I did not know how long I'd performed for an audience that was imaginary only, but suddenly, in that moment, I felt crushed. All that time, I thought I had held the attention of those around me, especially my parents, when in reality, or so I interpreted, I was invisible. I was easy to walk away from. Of course, this was not the truth. But my little six-year-old heart shrunk and took my confidence with it. My mind embraced a critique that went something like this. You're so stupid. How could you think that you were special? You're just a show-off and you look dumb. Your performances don't fool anybody. You're invisible because you're nothing special. From that moment on, Each time I failed at something, made a mistake, misspoke, the critic would whisper the message that began that day. Isn't it amazing how an event so simple can plant such a wicked seed whose roots entangle the heart and strangle the true identity of a person? Sounds a bit diabolical, doesn't it? I believe it is. I wonder how many of us hold back from being all we are created to be because A whisper appeared one day after such an event in our own lives. Years passed and I became a woman. The memory of that day had faded and been buried by everyday life, but the critical whisperer was a permanent resident 
who did not respond to eviction notice, though I sent them regularly. As I said earlier, I felt haunted. And by that, I guess what I mean is I could never just enjoy my life. I was always second-guessing, looking for approval, wondering if I was making a fool of myself. It was exhausting, really. But over time, because I had lived with it for so long, I no longer recognized it as a problem. Well, it had become normal. I didn't know this wasn't the way it was supposed to be. I know that now. I don't live like that anymore. I can't tell you the day it happened, where I was, or the time of day, but I know what I saw and the way that I felt and the change that took place inside of me. I had children of my own and life was good. I'd begun to answer a call to ministry that had come completely unexpectedly and I was moving forward and adjusting my life to what I knew was being asked of me. It was exhilarating. My faith was deep and my relationship with Jesus deeper. And it was during that time that I had an experience during prayer, which I would describe as a vision, a dream while awake. I was conscious and coherent and was not frightened. I suddenly was in a very spacious place that was white, simple, and quiet. I took a few steps forward and I found myself standing before a large throne-like chair with a large man sitting in it. He was dressed in white robes and he filled the chair and the room with his presence. I felt safe and comfortable. I could not see his face. He was so great before me. He gestured with his hands for me to climb up into his lap and I knew I wanted to. And as I began the ascent, I suddenly caught a glimpse of myself. My arms and legs were small and childlike. On my feet, were patent leather Mary Janes with white lace-trimmed socks. And when I finally was settled on the gentleman's lap, I looked down at myself and I was wearing a pink dress that was so familiar. Somehow, I caught a glimpse of the scene from another vantage point up above. And I was a little girl about six years old and I heard God the Father in whose lap I sat, say, in the most kind, loving, and gentle tone, Now, Kimmy, show me your pretty dress and shoes. I want to see. You are lovely to me. The floodgate of emotion for all the years of torment and torture that had been released over me all those years before, burst forth in torrents of tears. I felt a rending in my mind as the lie that I had believed was ripped out, roots and all. I felt my heart strain against its bindings until it broke free and expanded in fullness, lifting my confidence with it. The kindness of the words were salved to my soul, healing me 
to the core. I knew in that moment I was no longer captive to the lies of the whisperer. I would never believe those words again. I had been set free to enjoy my life, to love the mystery of myself whom God created, and to know that I have a Savior who cares about setting me free at every point of captivity and bondage that has restrained me from becoming what He has intended. I had been healed and set free to be who I truly am, and I am. This is joy. This is Easter. Jesus comes to set the captives free, and he gives them abundant life. He really does save. I don't know where you are at with the Lord right now. I don't know if you even know the Lord. I don't know what kind of cruel whisperer has come into your life because of the events that you have suffered or endured when you were very little or maybe just last week. But I know this. I know that it's Easter. And I know that Jesus came to give you abundant life. And I know that he heals. One of the most beautiful things is that the Bible says that while we were yet sinners, Jesus died on our behalf so that he could set us free and give us that abundant life and so that he could resurrect our joy through his love and his salvation and his saving grace. And right now, if you're listening to this and you need his healing, you need joy restored to you. You need a relationship with Jesus because you've never had one. You've never said, Lord, I want to I wanna give my life to you and I want all that you have for me. And I want you to heal me and I want you to forgive me and I want you to restore my life and I want you to restore my joy and I want you to take away the whisperer. I know that you can have it right now. And I want to pray with you right now on this beautiful, beautiful season of Easter when we celebrate the fact that Jesus is alive, that yes, he came to die for our sins in our stead so that we can be fully reconciled to God, so he could make a way for us to live a life of abundance and then continue to live even beyond death for eternity in a place that there are no tears and there is no suffering. There's only joy. There's only love. And he's alive because he rose again. And his rising shows us speaks to us of his power of resurrection life. Right now, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, won't you stop just for a moment? If you already know the Lord, would you, would you spend a few moments just thanking him for all that he's done for you? If you need healing, I want to pray for you right now. 
I want you to hold out your hands like you're going to receive a gift. Holy Spirit, we ask you to come right now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I ask you to go throughout their memory bank right now, wherever there's trauma, wherever there's loss, wherever there's been cruelty, Lord God, wherever there's been abuse. Lord God, wherever there have been lies and deception and there's a cruel whisperer, Lord God, who continuously tells us who we're not. I'm asking Holy Spirit right now that you would remove it, that you would heal it, that you would touch that place, that you would bring new memories, that you would bring the memories of all that you have done and the works that you have already done and the way Jesus has already begun to save God to the forefront of the memory, that there would be a restoration of joy. There would be, Lord God, a renewal of joy because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And if you right now, you have never asked the Lord to come and be your Lord, would you just repeat after me? Would you pray with me right now? Father God, I want this Easter joy. I want you to come and touch the deepest parts of me. Wherever the enemy has planted a lie inside my heart that has tormented me, I ask you to show me the truth about what you think of me. I invite you right now to come into my life. Jesus, that you would be my Lord and my Savior, that you would save me, heal me, and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Make me your own. I thank you for what you're going to do. I thank you for what you've already done. I thank you for leading me into this moment right now. And I receive your life for mine. And I receive your joy. And I receive the abundance that you have for me and all the blessings that come with a relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now you might want to spend a little time inviting the Holy Spirit to come to show you where that lie was planted by the enemy, how he gained access to be a cruel whisperer in your life and ask him specifically to come and heal that part, to show you something new. And I want to bless you on this Easter Sunday. And I say to you, Jesus lives. He's alive. He is risen. And you're supposed to reply, He is risen indeed. And that's it for Easter Sunday. I bless you, and I ask the Lord to keep you, and I'll see you back next time on Move Forward. Thanks for listening to the Move Forward podcast. We'd love it if you would take a moment to subscribe and rate this podcast, then share it with a friend. Subscribing gets you every new episode automatically downloaded to your device. For more information and resources from Kim, visit our website at kimmoss.com.